Hello, today I'm going to share with you why spanking is not an effective way to discipline kids. I've been able to gather some high quality legitimate data from Babson College Library and also conducted interviews firsthand in order to create more awareness about this topic. I know what you're thinking. I was spanked as a child and I turned out just fine. It's a typical argument of someone who defends spanking as a form of discipline. I'm here to tell you that I have learned from my research that people who were spanked as a child believe that spanking is necessary. According to the book, The Primordial Violence, the more a student reports being spanked or hit a lot as a child, the more they agree that it is sometimes necessary to spank. Here's a shocking fact. Did you know that 90% of US parents spank toddler? So, what does violence mean, you may ask? The definition according to one of my sources, again, the primordial violence, violence is, I quote, the use of physical force with the intention of causing a child to experience pain, but not injury, for the purpose of correction or control of the child's behavior. You're probably wondering what the actual goal for a parent is to spank the child. Perhaps you have a child of your own and would like to be able to define this. Well, here it is. Goal number one, to punish misbehavior and thereby reduce recurrence of the undesirable behavior. And goal number two, to increase the likelihood of desirable behavior in the future. These goals for parents to spank their child sounds reasonable because who wants their child to continue their bad behavior and who wants that bad behavior repeatedly? Corporal punishment is acceptable in the US. Next, we're going to discuss corporal punishment, in other words, physical punishment. Did you know that 33 countries have banned all corporal punishment of children, including that of parents? However, the United States is one of only three countries not to have done so. All right, so the Attorney General of Texas once told a reporter that corporal punishment becomes abusive, quote, only if observable and material impairment occurs as a result, unquote. So basically, as long as one does not leave visible and observable impairment on the child, it is okay to physically punish your child. Would you say the same thing about a man in a domestic violence dispute with his wife? I think not. Again, what is legal spanking in the United States? Legal spanking includes hitting with traditionally accepted objects, such as hairbrush or belt, provided that no serious injury results. You're probably wondering what forms of discipline are accepted in corporal punishment. Again, as mentioned earlier, from the book The Primordial Violence, corporal punishment is legal in every state in the United States as long as these six acts do not result in an injury that leaves a lasting mark and that they are not done so frequently and severely that the child is at high risk of injury. Here they are. One, spanked on the bottom with your bare hand. Two, slapped on the hand, arm, or leg. Three, pinched. Four, shook, and this is for children age three and over only. Five, 
hit on the bottom with something like a belt, hairbrush, a stick, or some other hard object. And six, slapped on the face, head, or ears. So corporal punishment is just as harmful or more harmful for toddlers than it is for older children. This is precisely the opposite of what the conference recommended and the opposite of what we think most parents like professionals believe. I wondered if there was a correlation between spanking and age of parents. And it is said that younger parents, quote, age 18 to 29, use corporal punishment an average of 17.1 times during the previous 12 months, unquote. But not to worry, if you fall into that category, the study showed that there was no significant difference for parents aged 30 to 39, as they did in an average of 12.6 times. However, parents aged 40 and over used corporal punishment an average of 9.1 times, which is almost half of the time someone in the youngest category would spank their child. Why we should never spank kids. For those who argue that spanking is necessary, there is actually scientific evidence that shows more benefits of not spanking, but some people don't want to hear evidence of that or believe otherwise. Some proved benefits are less antisocial behavior and a higher IQ. It can take months or even years until the negative and harmful side effects of spanking show up in your child and by then it's too late to repair the damage. The child might grow up having resentment toward you and why would you want that kind of relationship? Ignorance is bliss. There's a saying, you don't know what you don't know, and that's true. So that is why you are listening to this podcast to get informed and join the side where we do not spank our children as a way of disciplining them anymore. Unless you are a child psychologist, educator, parent educator, pediatrician, sociologist, and social worker, you do not necessarily know the actual facts behind why we should not spank kids or the harmful effects that there are. You haven't been provided that information in school, but you did come across the podcast, so it is a good place to start arming yourself with facts and other ways to discipline. The goal is that in the near future, all those professionals in the field will have ways to inform parents about this. Here's a quote from an article I read called How to Convince Parents to Stop Spanking Their Children. We recommend that beginning in infancy, healthcare providers and other professionals should engage parents in conversation about their discipline practices and plans, and if necessary, provide education on why spanking is not a recommended form of discipline. So I proceeded by asking a female teacher I know how she disciplined the kids in the classroom and what forms she uses for them to listen. So, um, you're a teacher and you're, how old are you? I'm 36. 36. Now, how do you discipline um, the kids in the classroom? What forms do you use for them to listen? So I going into my ninth year of teaching, mm-hmm. and what I've learned over the years is my students respond very well to structure, mm-hmm. so I make sure that my class is very structured, they know what to expect when they come in the room. I try not to stray from that, because anytime I do, 
they have a feeling of uncertainty and what's going on and then they tend to act out mm -hmm. so um, we need to make sure that kids have enough physical space from one another because they tend to get into trouble if they're hitting each other or touching each other or too close to one another so physical space is really important to minimize bad behavior yeah so a lot of it is putting stuff in place before it even happens mm -hmm. now obviously kids will act out um, when a student is doing something that you would call misbehaving I typically get closer to the student I even come down to their level I might scratch down next to the table and just ask them what's going on how are you doing mm -hmm. and they usually curb the, the behavior is curbed immediately just because my proximity to them is closer mm -hmm. and they can sense I might be doing something wrong yeah and so that usually helps sometimes it um, once you've built that relationship with a student you can get really close to them and tap on the table and they know they just know immediately like okay refocus mm -hmm. so um, I've had students talk back to me Generally, I have know that no one likes to be embarrassed or called out, and so a private conversation works best. Mm -hmm. So once I have everyone else on task, I would just ask that student, you know, why don't you take a walk with me? We can go like walk away from everybody, and I can just ask them if everything's okay. Generally, it's something that happened earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. They came into my class upset, and they were triggered again. And so I, it's relational for me mm -hmm. to manage behavior. If as long as I can get to know them and build a relationship and they feel safe with me, I can usually curb um, misbehavior in my classroom. So it's all about safety for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how old are the kids? They range from 14 to 16. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Here are some examples of discipline strategies. Great options would be to set the rule by firmly saying no hitting, redirect by giving your child an example of how to be helpful with his hands, redirect by asking your child what should be done with his hands, ask your child how the other child feels, later in the day praise your child for playing nicely, discuss why the hurtful behavior is wrong, tell your child that you expect the right choice next time and role play at another time. Here are some other options after others have been tried. Place your child in timeout. Take away a privilege. Say no to your child. Tell your child what to expect if he's hurtful again and give a warning. Hold and give hugs to your child. At another time, encourage rough and tumble play. Ask your child about his feelings. Leave the area. Here's what to avoid doing. Spank your child. Yell or speak angrily at your child. Ignore the behavior. And tell your child that he is a hurtful child. Hurt people hurt. Have you ever been a teenager with resentments against a friend, so you do something evil to hurt the other person back? Yeah? Hurt people hurt. It's sometimes what some humans do. However, there is a connection between spanking and increase in the aggression of the child. To quote Child Development Perspective Research, Spanking consistently predicted increase in children's aggression over time, regardless of how aggressive children were when the spanking occurred. 
For example, a child that just hit someone in the playground might not understand why that is not acceptable. In their world, they just wanted a toy someone else had possession of. So they did what they know to hit the other person in order to gain their possession back. Now, let's say that the parent of the child that hit the other one goes home and spanks him or her. It does not teach the child why their behavior was wrong or what they should do instead. All it teaches the child is that turning to physical violence is actually okay. And they may behave when that physical punishment from their parent exists because it's a threat. But once the parent is gone, why should the child behave appropriately? There is no reason to because the parent never talked to the child about why their behavior was wrong. They just decided to do what's easier, to spank the kid. Next, I interview someone who first believed that spanking actually was an appropriate way to discipline, but who later saw the form of discipline from another point of view. So I used to think that spanking was an appropriate or effective form of discipline because it stopped it right there. Um, and it did create sort of a sense of fear of authority. So when you were asked to do something, um, you knew enough to do it the first time or else sort of mm-hmm. this was going to be the consequence. However, um, I just spent some time with my brother's family. He has three little kids under the age of six. And I can see why they don't spank their kids. Mm-hmm. My, my reaction is they need a spanking mm-hmm. because they're acting. But I think the truth is, kids that age don't understand. They're a ball of energy and a ball of emotions, and they're acting really impulsively. And the way they parent is that they sit them down and they talk to them mm-hmm. with soft voices. Um, and they have timeouts, and they have dis- a different way of disciplining, but a lot of it is surrounded in conversation. Whereas when I was growing up, I feared my dad, and I feared when he threatened to spank me, threatened when he used the numbers one, two, and three. Like, I mean, I was running up the stairs holding my mom. Um, and that, But that, that um, created this foundation of fearing him as an adult. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think it was effective. I didn't realize that until much, much later. But I thought it worked because it was so instant. Yeah. Of course, the, the behavior will stop immediately. But then what are the repercussions of that? There's pretty um, deep-rooted consequences in myself, for example. Um, like can you give some examples of that? Just fearing authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, what will happen if I say, you know, if I talk back to a police officer? Right. You know, is he going to hit me with his baton? Because if I talk back to my dad, I would get a spanking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be an extreme example, and I don't think a police officer would do that. However, I certainly have never spoken back to a police officer. Mm-hmm. So what's ingrained in me that keeps me a little bit on my toes with authority yeah. is because the authority I had growing up was like a domineering and fearful mm-hmm. person. Um, but also, on the other hand, my, you know, my, mom, my mom probably spanked me a few times too, but I, don't, I didn't fear her later. And I don't know if that may, is because she was female mm-hmm. or she didn't ever raise her voice. She never raised her voice. She was always even. So there was not, that wasn't that scary component mm-hmm. of the loud voice. So, I mean, no, I don't. I mean, ultimately, I don't think it's effective. And I think that's because ultimately the long-term effects of, like, physical um, 
discipline, like mm-hmm. just corporal punishment, so to speak, yeah. is um, long, like could be long lasting. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be very detrimental to somebody's um, perception of like the world. Yeah. Even like you can mm-hmm. go that far. So. Yeah. Great. Why hitting at a young age is worse? There is no right time to hit a child, but there is a worse time and that is at a young age versus older because, I quote, the neural connections in the brain are being formed more rapidly by young children, unquote. If that is not enough of a reason, here is another one that might grab your attention, quote, Spanking is associated with a weakened bond to the mother, unquote. This could then lead to the child being less motivated to learn from parents, and as we already covered at the beginning of this podcast, the second goal for parents to resort to spanking was actually to increase the likelihood of desirable behavior in the future. And it's now proven that it most likely will not happen when you as a parent is making your own child unmotivated to change due to your own behavior. Spanking and stress. In just a little bit, we're going to hear from someone who experienced fearing a parent growing up. And as the book, The Primordial Violence, Spanking and Human Capital explains, for some parents, Fright and fear is an explicit part of their discipline strategy. It can be highly stressful for children to experience spanking at a young age and being slapped or spanked by someone that is twice your size, if not more, and then being unable to escape becomes a threat to the child. How were you disciplined as a child? Um, growing up, um, I had my mom and dad both living um, in our house there were five kids and I was the youngest so there we were all about a, a year or two apart and um, my father did most of the disciplining and he um, would raise his voice and sort of you know kind of ruled us by fear mm-hmm. um, and so when his voice got really loud he could clear a room we would all kind of scatter he would also threaten to um, like wallop was the word he used um, or he would count to three and say, I'm on the count of three to, you know, do as I want you to do. And he'd say one, and then everyone would run away mm-hmm. because um, there was spanking or walloping. Um, my mother used um, sort of shaming where she would give you this look or say she was really cross with you or really disappointed with you and then she wouldn't talk to you. Mm-hmm. So there was like some guilting Mm -hmm. I would say is part of discipline so that worked on some of us and then like my sister for example that didn't work on she would just she wouldn't care she didn't feel guilted yeah so she responded more to the um spanking or walloping Mm -hmm. and yeah there wasn't a lot of conversations about what was right or what was wrong it Mm -hmm. was if you're doing something wrong you were yelled at okay and at what age was this um, I can remember as far back as probably three or four, and then it would go up to, I don't think I was spanked past seven, mm-hmm. and at that point I was afraid, and yeah. so I didn't ever get spanked at, at that late in the mm-hmm. game, 
I was mostly spanked when I was really little, so like three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. And you said there was no follow up on like what you did wrong? No, there was never a conversation mm-hmm. of why something was upsetting to them. Um, and there was just a lot of chaos. There were so many kids, there were five of us, so like we were feeding off of each other's energy. So I can imagine yeah. it was pretty chaotic and yelling stopped it immediately. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, there was no conversation afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Children mimic behavior and actions. Here's a quote from the research I did from child development perspectives. The fact that parents often spank to punish children's own aggression is double confusing to children, with spanking becoming a hypocritical do as I say, not as I do form of parenting. It teaches the child that whoever is in charge is accepted to use violence to get what he or she wants. And the frightening part, parents are teaching their kids that violence is sometimes a part of a loving relationship. To dig deeper into this subject, I asked someone if spanking is an appropriate and effective way to correct undesirable behavior, and if there is a difference in raising a boy versus a girl. Here's what she had to say. Um, I think it's situational and it also definitely is based on the child. Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed that sometimes like if something is like really bad that they've done, um, would they've been told over and over again not to do something and they continue to do it knowing Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Like I said, it depends on the age as well. Mm -hmm. Um, that a little spake in the butt is needed. But then there's times when sometimes taking away a toy can be just as effective or sitting in timeout mm-hmm. or taking away some TV privileges. Um, and it also depends on the child as well. Meaning some children, you can tell them something mm-hmm. and they'll listen because they just don't like to be in trouble. While others are very headstrong and... You tell them over and over and over again not to do something, and they don't listen. So you have a child? Yes. How old is he? Five. Okay. And how is his behavior? What kind of child is he? Um, He is a child that needs to be told more than once, usually, to do something. Mm -hmm. um, Because he is very independent and headstrong and knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. Um, So unless... He's doing something really bad where you've told him over and over again not to do something. Um, I might give him a little spank in the butt. Mm -hmm. Uh, But usually what I found is, you know, now that he's four or five, um, just taking things away that he wants now is really effective. Mm-hmm. So when he was like two or three, he'd get a few little pow-pows if he would tell him not to do something, and he continued to do it anyways. And my son is very intelligent, so he does understand mm-hmm. what he's being told. Um, but I don't, I don't have to do that anymore. That's not what works for him. Yeah. But I had to learn that as well. You said you had to learn that? Yes. Yeah. Because, like I said, it depends on the child. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I can, I can tell him something... Um, and 
he'll get it, he'll listen right away. Mm-hmm. Or other times, I actually have to raise my voice to get him to to listen. Mm-hmm. And if I don't raise my voice or put some urgency in it, then he'll continue to not listen to me. Yeah. Um, and then I've gotten to a point where now it's, you can go sit in your room and think about what you've done, and then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I've found that that has been the most effective with him. Yeah. And at what point at his age did you see that being more effective? Um, really in the past year, mm-hmm. maybe in the past couple months even, because before I'd, I'd have him sit in timeout, but even that, it, it wasn't enough. He would still go back and kind of do do his own little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he has two different parents that parent differently, um, that's also a problem because I'm not sure exactly how they discipline at the other house, mm-hmm. if there is any. So learning or getting him to actually follow directions rather than just kind of do what he wants mm-hmm. um, is a learning process for both of us since yeah. he is my first child and I'm not necessarily around a lot of people with children either mm. and so you're currently expecting your second child yes. which is a girl Yes. do you see any differences in terms of disciplining them in the future I am hoping and believing that uh, because my son is so much like me with his independence, mm-hmm. um, plus he's strong, he's a boy, that you know, giving the pow-pow is a little bit early to get him to listen to things um, was effective. But I feel when it comes to my girl, I don't think that I will do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and why d- is that? Like, well, Why do you feel like I, it's different for you? I feel like boys are tougher in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a mother raising a boy, it's also different mm-hmm. as a girl raising a girl. Um, at least I hope, like I said, yeah. that I don't think I will, will do those. I don't think she'll have to get any little pow-pows. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless, I, of course, she has the same traits not, as your son. Not even. Beca- not even, I don't think, because she's going to have two parents living in the same house that would be on the mm-hmm. same page. And I think having two parents in a house with consistency mm-hmm. um, in the rules helps children follow the rules or follow directions much better mm-hmm. than when you have two conflicting things happening at two different houses. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Great. Thank you. I hope that listening to this manifesto, you are leaving a little bit more informed about why spanking is not the most effective way to discipline kids and that there are other alternatives for you to use. Thank you for listening and I would like to end with reading a quote from Child Development Perspectives that I think puts this all to perspective. We, as society, have agreed that hitting is not an effective or acceptable way for adults to resolve their differences. So it should not be a surprise that hitting children, like hitting adults, causes more problems than it solves.